0: innovation, integrity, teamwork, commitment, compassion, and respect. These are the values of Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Here's another episode in our podcast series, Cancer Talk with Bill Klaproth.
1: As kids grow, their muscles, tendons, and ligaments grow as well. So when they complain about aches and pains, it's often due to the rapid pace of their developing bodies. However, Sometimes these growing pains are signs and symptoms of pediatric bone cancer. And here to talk with us about recognizing the signs of when something may be more than just growing pains is Dr. Denise Rokitka, Director of the Long-Term Follow-Up Clinic, Department of Pediatric Oncology at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Dr. Rokitka, thank you for your time today. So first off, do all kids get growing pains?
0: Um, Most kids get growing pains at some point, um, typically when they're having growth spurts um, and they're growing at a faster rate. Um, Often this can happen, you know, as they're um, in their toddler and their sort of preteen years when you tend to have more of that growth spurt activity.
1: And generally in what body parts do these aches and pains or these growing pains, as we say, happen in?
0: More commonly, um, kids will complain of pains in their like thighs, knees, um, sometimes their calves as well.
1: And what's the best way for parents to tell the difference between normal aches and pains and something more serious?
0: So often, what I tell parents is that you know we should always be concerned if you the pain is waking them up from sleep, um, if the pain is persistent and interfering with them being able to. do daily activities, Um, and if it's something that is continually happening and not really getting better or getting worse.
1: So when you say persistent pain, uh, how persistent should the pain be to take it seriously, and what other kinds of ailments would occur alongside the pain? Are there any at all?
0: Not typically. if If it's just growing pains, then you wouldn't typically have anything other than some some pains, um, that tend to go away relatively quickly. Um, when I say persistent, I mean, in the sense that the pain is always there. It's, it's waking you up at night. It's something that affects you being able to participate in gym or, you know, walk around the house. It's something that it's, it's always there.
1: So if a parent is noticing that or a child is complaining of those symptoms, best case then is to get to the doctor just to make sure. Right. Absolutely. And how prevalent uh, are these growing pains? Is it, you know, half the population, a third? Do we even know how prevalent it appears?
0: Um, probably, you know, two out of every five kids can get growing pains.
1: Okay. And what types of pediatric cancer typically shares symptoms with growing pains.
0: So um, any of our bone cancers that we see in pediatrics can, can often have bone, bony pain as well. So osteosarcoma or Ewing sarcoma would be the more common cancers that we see in, in kids. Um, but often those go along with other symptoms as well, not just pain.
1: And what are some of those other symptoms?
0: So um often you can see some um swelling of the joint or um inability to move the the leg um or the joint as as you normally would. Um sometimes you can have um limping or fevers associated as well. And then as I mentioned before the that persistence of the pain and the pain that you know lasts all day wakes you up at night because it hurts so much.
1: Right. So if you notice any of those things, make sure to contact your physician. Correct. And when it comes to growing pains then, uh, as far as um, you said toddlers and preteens, is that right? Correct. So if you uh, have someone that's outside of those areas and notice these types of symptoms, is that generally a warning sign then? Correct.
0: Um, it can be. It also, again, can be, can be normal. It's, you know, every, every child is a little bit different in terms of what their growing pains may look like. Um, so it, uh, what I usually tell parents is if you feel that there's cause for concern, then you should just get checked out because otherwise you're continuing to think about it and be scared and it makes most the most sense to see somebody, to see a doctor.
1: And when you see a child with, that comes in with growing pains or potential symptoms that may be more serious, how do you diagnose then if it is more than just growing pains? What's the process for that?
0: Um, so the first step would really just be an x-ray of the, the limb or the joint um, just to see if there's anything abnormal on the x-ray. Oftentimes with these kinds of bone cancers, you will see something on just a plain x-ray that looks abnormal.
1: And then what about general treatment? Can you tell us about that?
0: For growing pains or for cancer? For
1: both, actually, yes. <laughs> for growing pains and then the okay. pediatric bone cancer.
0: Yeah. So for growing pains, there's really not much you can do. Um, sometimes Motrin or Tylenol can help uh, to reduce some of the pain, um, but generally it goes away on its own. Um, if it's if you move on to the next step of having x-rays and those x-rays are abnormal, then, you know, diagnosing the specific kind of bone cancer would involve, you know, a biopsy and then determining uh, what kind of chemotherapy and if there's any other surgery that needs to happen or radiation.
1: And then how common is it for growing pains to actually be pediatric bone cancer?
0: So, um osteosarcoma and Ewing sarcoma are the bone cancers that I mentioned that we see most often but those are still extremely rare. Um we only see about 12,000 cases of uh, cancer per year in in the United States and of those cancers are osteosarcoma and Ewing sarcoma is somewhere around maybe 5 or 10% of that. So it's not a lot um but you know, obviously, is concerning if it, if it does turn out to be a cancer.
1: Absolutely. And what is the general treatment plan then?
0: So both of those cancers get chemotherapy um, that usually lasts several months, um, and they often both have some sort of a surgery to remove the tumor. Um, and if you can't remove it all, then radiation is the next step.
1: And what is the prognosis for a child that's diagnosed with pediatric bone cancer?
0: It depends on where the disease is and if it's localized or if you have disease anywhere else. The most common place that it goes to is the lungs. Um, So if you have localized cancer, the prognosis is actually quite good. It's somewhere around 70% um, event-free survival at five years. Um, If you have more disseminated disease, then it's um, not good. It's like somewhere around 20% survival.
1: And how often does it spread to other organs in the body?
0: Um, all dependent again on how quickly it's picked up. Um, typically, it it's more cases that are localized than are spread, um, which is good. Ewing sarcoma tends to be more widespread than osteosarcoma. Um, so often with Ewing sarcoma, you'll have more than just one joint, more than just one bone that hurts. Um, and it often, like I said, can go to kind of all of the bones. Both cancers tend to be in the longer bones, so the, the humerus of the arm or the femur of the leg are the most common places.
1: If cancer is found, then does the child have a higher risk for cancer throughout their entire life?
0: Not so specifically related to the type of cancer, but because they get chemotherapy that can put you at a higher risk for other kinds of cancers later in life, there is long-term screening that we continue to do to make sure that we try to keep, you know, all these kids healthy.
1: And is this hereditary at all with these types of cancers in children?
0: Osteosarcoma can be hereditary. So if you have a family history of osteosarcoma or a family history of an eye tumor called retinoblastoma, those can be more hereditary related. Um, and so that's something that usually when we're doing a history, we try to, you know get that information as well because it makes um, it makes uh, long-term surveillance more important um, in terms of making sure that you know, they have any cancer screening. Um, earlier in life if needs to be um, than the typical child.
1: Mm-hmm. And Dr. Rokitka, if you could wrap it up for us, is there anything else we should know about the signs and symptoms of pediatric bone cancer?
0: Again, uh, um, the the most important take-home point would be prolonged pain, pain that is persistent and um, any unusual kind of bone swelling or um, difficulty being able to move the joints or limping would be the most important symptoms to really get yourself to to see, some, to see a doctor and get checked out.
1: Well, that's terrific information. And thank you so much for sharing that with us today, Dr. Rokitka. And for more information, you can visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Cancer Talk with Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.